0: It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos Connected podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that is maybe a little bit different than what I normally talk about, but I think it fits in really well. And first, I just wanna ask you, If you have ever, or if you are currently feeling frustrated or more on edge, less patient with your kids specifically, like in the motherhood realm, and obviously, you know, check into things like, are you eating enough? Are you drinking enough water? Are you spending time doing soul care? All that sort of stuff. But if you feel like you are checking these boxes, then I want to recommend three things to you that I have been putting into place lately that has I think really not only been helping me and just like freeing up brain space but also I've noticed um, it come out in my kids behavior as well and how they are kind of managing together when I am then off doing tasks sometimes (laughs) Um, and so the first thing that I really want to recommend to you is to stop multitasking so much Obviously, we can't eliminate it because there's lots to get done in a day. And we just like, we literally can't put all of our focus all of the time onto only one task. But I think this has made, made a huge difference in how my kids are feeling like I'm connecting with them. Even if I'm not really doing much different during that connecting time, I am actually like present you know, I think so, so much if you're like me, you know, maybe they're eating breakfast and you're trying to like do the dishes and then they run off to play and you're trying to take that extra few minutes to maybe start laundry or do a little work task or like just kind of really fit in everything like all jumbled up together. And that's what I was doing. Um, and what I've just really found is that it's not only jumbled up for my kids and, you know, maybe I say I'll be right there, but then I actually am like, oh, I could just really quickly wipe down the counters. And they're like, are you coming? And I'm like, be right there. And then, you know, I walk past the mess and I'm like, oh, I'll just quickly throw it in the laundry and then I'll go over there. You know, it's just like the more we are focused on just doing everything at once, we're not really providing that connection that our kids probably are desiring. And by trying to focus in a little bit more and stop multitasking, those connection periods don't have to be hours at a time. But if we can really heavily engage and connect, those times might be shorter, but they're more valuable. And your child feels more seen and more heard and more understood and more engaged with than if we're like, you know, we're going to spend all day with them, but we're kind of bouncing back and forth all the time we're not just actually like sitting there present for you know a period of time and so maybe just a few examples to kind of help you start kind of brainstorming some of these things so I know you know and especially if you work outside of the home you probably feel maybe even more pressure excuse me to just like get everything done in the short period of time when you're home. But I would still encourage you to really think about some of these things that I'm going to share just some examples and maybe think about in your routine if there's some things that maybe you could just switch. Like you don't have to do an overhaul unless you really want to, but maybe there's just a few things you can tweak here and there. So for example, you know, getting supper on the table. Obviously, important. (laughs) We all need to eat. Um, But one of the things that I have... We have done is when my husband gets home from work, especially because you know I'm home with the kids. He will either play with them or take them outside to play, and then I'm kind of making supper. And maybe I start outside play with them for a little while, and then I come in and kind of whip supper together. And then we all join together at supper time. Or maybe it becomes something that you do together. If you are like, well, maybe my husband is working or. Maybe I don't have a husband or whatever the case might be for you. Um, Maybe you can all take a part in it together. You know, maybe while you're browning hamburger, somebody else could be taking the ingredients out. Like that would be something simple even your two-year-old could help you with. My three-year-old loves to get the ingredients out and then you can put it together together. Maybe you need to make simpler meals then so that it's easier for people to participate. Maybe somebody could be setting the table or pouring glasses of milk or water or something while you're doing some of these tasks. So you're all kind of together and it feels more of a connecting time than you're trying to get everything done and trying to occupy them and getting frustrated and they want your attention and all of that. The other thing that I thought of that might be helpful, and maybe you already do it, I'm not the best at it, but is, you know, meal prep. Or sometimes if I'm on top of things, what I like to do is to make two meals at a time. Like I'm already in the kitchen, I already have to be there, so why not make two things at once and then I'll have the next one for tomorrow night. So for example, you know, we're making tacos and then tomorrow night we're going to have tater tot hot dish. (laughs) Can you tell where I'm from? Um, So instead of just making one pound, well, we actually make two pounds of beef for tacos, but instead of just browning up the meat for tacos, I add another one in there, split that off and get everything set up so that tomorrow I can just put it in the oven. So maybe every day is not going to look, you know, like this perfect cookie cutter, minimal multitasking night, but maybe there's evenings that you can really focus in on having some of those times where there is less multitasking because kids truly do notice when your full attention is lacking. And it's not to say that we have to do this all the time, obviously, we can't, but I think, you know, it's something that we just get so far away from. And just like pulling us back just a little bit more to really hone in on some of those connection times. And again, it doesn't have to be super long periods of connection, but the periods of connection should be really intentional and and engaging. And then the other one, maybe tidying up is difficult. You know, getting things clean, because obviously that's something that has to be done all the time too, right? So obviously including people kids in family time tidying up but other things that you could do is just think about like if your husband is doing one of the tasks then your attention could be on something else or vice versa. So this is when like at the end of the night before bedtime, I really like to have the kitchen tidied up, get the food from supper put away, make sure all the dishes are in the sink, like all that stuff so that in the morning I can load the dishwasher, but it's not like I have to clean up from the night before or at night when I have then been on the couch and get up to go to bed, you know, I don't want to be cleaning stuff up. And so what I will do is just kind of like run around the kitchen, quickly tidy up. Maybe I wipe the counters down or something as my husband is getting my kids into their pajamas. And again, if maybe your husband works like that shift and you don't have the help there, I mean, there's lots of other things that I'm sure you could get creative in doing. Maybe you lay your kids clothing out in the kitchen and they're doing that while you're quickly tidying up. Or again, you're doing it together. There's always some type of system and it's always going to be changing, right? And so the second thing that I wanted to share about that I've been doing that might be helpful for you too is time blocking. And it might seem silly, like if you work a nine to five and you don't have to do work at home or... If you stay at home and don't do outside type of work or on the side type of work, it might seem kind of still silly to time block, but I think that it is, and it has been for me, extremely helpful because normally what I'll do is create a to-do list, right? If you're like me, you like to cross things off the list and sometimes you might add things to the list that you've already done to cross them off. But what I was finding is that it gets really overwhelming. And when we don't have things blocked off in certain times, or we don't have things kind of created in routines and patterns, like that's how we thrive. 90% of our brain operates subconsciously. And so if we can really get into these good habits of doing things, it makes them more seamless, right? It makes, we don't have to think about every single thing and use up our brain capacity, which then takes up our energy, which then can also correlate to having less energy, less patience, less maybe kindness towards our kids in the evening when we've just, you know, we're tired, decision fatigue, all of that stuff kind of comes out. So I'm definitely not an expert on this. I have been really trying to learn and incorporate things. If you feel like this is an area where you need help with, I would check out the podcast called Systemize Your Life. It is all like she has a whole time blocking system. There's different systems for like how to clean your house, and just like all of the things that you might possibly need. And the other thing that I wanted to say here too is, you know, I am home with my kids, but I also do this podcast. I also do coaching, um, so I do have to try to be strategic about getting things done because, you know, I really am trying not to multitask when I'm with them or. Um, having them be engaged in something when I'm doing something else versus trying to do all these things when they're just running around playing because then things always seem to go awry. And so what, what I would recommend if you're time blocking, so for me, I time block out like an early morning, you know, like six to nine sort of style. If you wake up earlier, obviously, you know, <laughs> adjust time-wise. And then like that late morning, to lunchtime, and then kind of the naptime block, and then the early evening type of block. And so, in there, what I would encourage is if there's some, you know, a big task you have to get done, think about how could I almost like sandwich that task between connection. So it's like a connection sandwich. So, you know, maybe you have to, um. Maybe just do the dishes. Like It doesn't even have to be this big, huge task. But every time you go to do the dishes and you leave your kids to play, fighting ensues. So maybe what I would encourage you to do is spend time before you're going to do the dishes connecting, just playing. I mean, it doesn't have to be like special time or anything, but just sitting there with your full attention. Keep your phone out of the room, just really paying attention, engaging eye contact, all that stuff for a a brief period of time, even like 15 to 20 minutes, and then do your task and then come back and do some more connection and see if that improves how your child is handling it. Because when we can give them frequent bursts of really intentional engaged connection, it's much better than like, oh, I'm home all day with them. so So I am connecting with them when really you're just like, you know, running around the house with your head cut off, like trying to do all the things all the time because you have no rhyme or reason to doing them. Um, so hopefully that can be kind of helpful. Again, if you need more help, I would really recommend going to the Systemize Your Life podcast and listening to those episodes because I have found those little tips to just be really helpful and then getting into the routine of just being intentional with my time versus having this to-do list of like, okay, here are all the things I have to do, but I don't know when I'm going to do them. So, okay, I'm going to quick try to do it here, and then I'm going to quick try to do it here, and then my kids are really wanting my attention, and I'm quick doing this, and then they're fighting, and then it's getting frustrating, and, you know, where a lot of that could be alleviated. And then the last thing that I want to share, which I'm sure is just obvious for everybody, but I think is just continually something that is, Something that we need to be aware of and monitoring and adjusting often, and that is managing our own screen time as adults. And especially if you stay at home or if you have kids with challenging behaviors, or maybe you don't have a lot of like adult connection, I feel like a lot of times I turn to screen time because it feels like... Almost like I'm connecting with other people, not just my kids, which is silly because obviously there's no, you know, reciprocal involvement. I'm just watching, (laughs) watching what they're doing, but I'm hearing other people talking, other adults. I'm listening to other conversations. I'm seeing other things. And it's become more of a way to like tune out the overwhelm or the stress that I'm feeling versus allowing myself to sit in it. And do something about it. Maybe pray about it. Um, So not only am I just like wasting time. Which I think we all do or feel guilty about sometimes. But I'm using it for a specific purpose. And that purpose is usually to mask my overwhelm. Mask maybe some loneliness or like lack of um, like friend type connection. Just because I am home alone with my kids all day every day until my husband gets home and so really thinking about like why first of all how often are you on your phone and why do you feel like you're going to it all the time has it just become a habit or is there something that you feel like is a reason that prompts you to pick up your phone and then you know figuring out how to put limits on it I have removed all my notifications except for You know, obvious things like text messages, um, and then Voxer, but I don't get any social media notifications because even with my best intention, if I get a message, I'm like, "Oh, maybe that's another client." You know, it's just like there's there's interest there for us to just go to it and see what it is, and then and then we're distracted again, and so this really also helps with the multitasking piece because a lot of times we're multitasking because we're staring at our phone you know which then plays into the disconnection and the behavior and all of that stuff and um the other thing that I like to do to manage my own screen time is when I time block thinking about okay well when are the times where I can just scroll because I think there's also there's nothing inherently necessarily wrong I've learned a lot from watching other people's stories and what they're doing or what they've learned like it has helped me in a lot of ways so I don't think it's something like you can never do but I find that when I time block okay where are some good times of the day where I can actually just set aside time to just maybe scroll for a little while so that I'm not feeling like I'm wasting time that I could be doing other things that I'm not putting my attention into my phone when I'd much rather be putting into my kids and having them see me putting my attention into my phone and not into them. Um, but also still kind of having that time. So maybe just thinking about that as well when you're time blocking, when are some good times where you can give yourself some time to do that? And then the, the last thing that I really do is to leave my phone away from where we're playing like when I'm going to be intentional about playing I don't bring my phone in the room because it's just inevitable that like they might ask something oh I can look it up or turn on some music or I hear a text message go off and then it's like I have to look immediately you know and so when I can just leave it away from the room I think it's so helpful for just my brain to not be able to, because then I have to, if I hear a text message, I have to actually get up and go into another room to get my phone. And that gives me time to think like, is this really an immediate need? If somebody really needed me, they would just call. So I don't need to draw my attention away from this moment just to go look at my phone. So it, it also kind of gives me that little bit of buffer. So I hope that's helpful. I know it's a little bit different of an episode, but I think that sometimes our frustration from motherhood comes because we're trying to do, not because we're trying to do too much, because I think there's a lot that we... Are doing but we're we're capable you know like you are capable of doing the things it's just we don't have good systems in place to do them and so our brain is constantly thinking you know about what we need to do when we need to do it how we need to do it versus if we can get some sort of system or habits or time blocking in place then we can be more intentional about not multitasking more intentional about putting your phones away, more intentional about just really engaging with our kids, even if it's for shorter periods of time, so that they're getting that connection, we're getting that connection, and there's not so much frustration and just like the impatience, all that stuff that comes with it. So if you have any other suggestions or recommendations, I would love for you to share them. If you feel like you are kind of doing this and you still find yourself really frustrated, really struggle with managing your own triggers or there's a behavior that you just can't quite figure out how to help your child with, I would love for you to go ahead and um, either fill out the behavior inquiry form in the show notes or send me a message on Instagram or email if you don't use Instagram and let's chat about it and see if it's something that would be... Um, helpful for you to join my 30-day Behavior Blueprint program. Super transformative, but it's also really great for busy moms. There's not weekly coaching calls. We are doing Voxer audio messaging as frequently as you need it right after like difficult moments. So I can really be coaching you step-by-step during those challenging times so that you can take that information and move forward with it. And you can listen, you can um, respond, you can ask questions at your convenience. And so I've really designed this program to be for the busy mom because I understand you, (laughs) I am you, and I want it to be easily accessible to you. Um, But this way is also really, 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 really transformative because I am conversing with you on a regular daily basis. So if that's something that sounds intriguing to you, Go ahead and fill out the inquiry form and then you will get a link to the video with all the details about it. Or again, feel free to send me a message and I can get that link to you as well. Um, I hope you have a great weekend or week whenever you're listening to this and I will talk to you next time.
0: Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone